for the guests that we have here with us today. This is Maureen Criswell from Amanda Maddox Salon. Maureen is a Redken artist and she's here today to talk to us about how that happened, how she became a Redken artist, um, and to give us a little bit more information about being a stylist. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so this was in the works for a while. We've had yeah. to reschedule a few times. So right. I'm so happy that we finally got you on video. <laughs> totally. You almost got out of having to do video. That's and true. only doing podcasts. It's a little more intimidating. Yes, just a little bit. Yeah. The bright light. <laughs> the right lights are a little distracting, but we're really happy you're here. So awesome. you are a Tennessee School of Beauty graduate. I am. So tell me your beauty school story. Um, I always wanted to go to beauty school when I was younger, and my parents sort of discouraged me from doing it right after high school. Um, I think they had the idea that uh, it was an industry where you couldn't make much money. Um, I went to college and just wasn't passionate about it and moved back home. Um, a few years after that, I got married and I gave college another try and I did really well, but my heart just wasn't in it. And um, I told my husband I wanted to go to beauty school and he said, if I started, I had to finish it. And he, this is one of my favorite parts of my beauty school story. My husband sold his boat to pay for me to oh go to school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> he was like, I will do whatever. So he sold his oh boat for me to gosh. go to school. He said, you just have to finish it. Oh, so I, love um, that. I started and right off the bat, I came home and was like, no, this is it for me. Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah. No, you started as a night student right. um, or you were a night student the whole right. time that you were here yes. in beauty school. So tell us a little bit about that. What was that experience like for you coming to school at night? Because I know you were working during the day right. and kind of adding this on to life already. So yeah. what was that like? And what was your experience like being here? So I was 28 when I started school. Um, I worked during the day. When I first started school, I worked at the Fresh Market in the bakery. And then a few months later, I started working at Oak Ridge National Lab um, in the cafeteria. It was like the most (laughs) random job ever, but it was a perfect job to have while I was in school. Um, I got off work at 2 o'clock every day and then came to school at night. Uh, My husband, for a portion of the time I was in school, was working overseas um, at the embassy in Afghanistan. Wow. So for some of that time, I was never home. He wasn't home. And then when I was off from school and work, it was like doing all the household things. And it was really, really busy and overwhelming, but... I just managed to get it done somehow. Yeah, yeah, and one of the things that we talk about a lot on the podcast, and we definitely talk about it like every day at Tennessee School of Beauty, is the be- the beauty school bestie part of this. Right. So when you're in school, you all become family. Your students, you guys are coming to school, especially your night school students, because yeah. you all just have like a special bond. Some of you are working. Some of you are stay-at-home moms that are doing this in the evening. So I think you all get extra close. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that. I mean, did you have that same experience where you had friends there when your husband was gone to kind oh, of like support sure. you? and like lift you up through that process? Yeah, so many of us in night school were, we had stay-at-home moms. A lot of us uh, worked, or this was maybe a second career. Um, 
um, the majority of us, I think, were a little bit older, not fresh out of high school. Um, and I think it did definitely make like a really easy bond because we understood what everybody else was going through as like an adult mm-hmm. um, with adult responsibilities on top of doing this. Yeah. Um, I had a great time in school. Like <laughs> it took me forever because I went to night school. I felt like also with just some days you just I mean like you need a mental health day yeah (laughs) but it was like I am going to finish this no matter what yeah it was great I had a great time yeah and I think that you saying to the whole point of your parents not being a hundred percent on board it's something that we hear all the time a lot of times families aren't as supportive um and you kind of have to talk them into being supportive of you doing this yeah so I think that you having that experience is is pretty similar to to most people's but but now what is family saying now my parents now like they say all the time they're like we would never have discouraged you if we knew that like you would have had the opportunities you have now they're like we see that like you're super passionate about it and this is like what you're meant to do yeah and I'm like that's not a huge deal because I got there eventually yeah you know like my path led me here anyway but um now they're like super supportive yeah I love that I think that 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 going that way and parents coming in or just being like so proud is is the best we had a graduation today and um I just happened to like look over um at the girl's dad and um he was video going and just smiling and like tears in his eyes and I'm like I just remember this girl coming in and her parents not being so supportive and her being so scared to tell her dad that she was doing this but then watching graduation happen and watching him just be you know so proud and getting to see everything she's accomplished was really really cool so that's good yeah um so I really wanted to ask you too about what you did next so you graduate beauty school Uh you go into the salon have you always worked at the same salon since graduation this is my second salon that I've worked at Um, Um, I've been at Amanda Maddox for almost five years. I worked at another salon first for, I guess, two and a half years. Um, It was not the place for me. And a big lesson that I learned from that was doing your research on places you want to go to work. Um, Mm -hmm. Go in there as a client first, even just for a blowout or something, so you can get more of the salon vibe. Because the vibe that you get when you interview somewhere, I think is really different than what the actual salon vibe might be as an employee. Um, I felt kind of stifled and like I couldn't grow there. Um, And there weren't a lot of opportunities for me. So when I went to Amanda Maddox Salon, I kind of started over in a sense, but I would not have changed it for the world. Like it's an amazing salon to work at. Um, I feel like there's tons of opportunities for growth and I'm super happy I ended up there. Yeah. It seems like you found your salon home. I I mean, just like where you're meant to be and and what you're meant to be doing. So I really love that. I love it too. Good. But we are, um, we have so much more to talk about, but we are going to take a quick quick break so we will be right back if you or someone you know is interested in becoming a salon professional contact tennessee school of beauty the leader in cosmetology education since 1930 offering both full and part-time programs in cosmetology aesthetics and nails see why more than 20,000 graduates recommend tennessee school of beauty visit them at tennessee school of beauty.edu or call me at 865-588-7878 
Hey guys, welcome back. So Maureen, you are a Redken artist. Yes. Um, and I want to talk to you about that process because this is kind of new. Right. Um, and so I want to talk about how that happened. Yeah. Um, I guess we should start with how did you decide that you wanted to pursue this, that you wanted to get more education and go a little bit farther than just being behind the chair? So uh, when I was at Tennessee School of Beauty, um, the school switched to being a Redken school. And I remember really well a Redken educator coming in and... Um, teaching us all about the brand in general and I just thought it was a really cool thing to do that wasn't just being a stylist and so I was always kind of curious about what to do with that and a couple years into my career maybe two years in um, I started trying to get more information on what it would take to actually do it so Redken has a few um, certifications that they require before you can audition um, so I started the process of doing those things they're really big uh, tests that are written tests and practical hands-on things. Um, so I did one a year maybe uh, and I did one that was a haircutting certification and then a hair color certification for Redken. And once I had those under my belt, uh, I took a little time to really feel like, am I in the right place to audition for this? Am I ready to do this? And so then I got all the final information about it and submitted an audition packet. And one of the biggest parts of doing that is an audition video, which has to be about half an hour long. Wow. Yeah, it's long. So you have to start out with talking about why you want to, um, what your journey has entailed thus far, things like that. Yeah. And then you have to do like a hands-on portion, uh, something. It can be cutting, coloring, anything like that. Explain what you're doing what you're using, why you're using it, things like that. Yeah. So um, making that video was, I mean, it's way more than half an hour that then you edit it down. Um, so that, and I had to have letters of recommendation and uh, portfolio, like Instagram, things like that. Um, and then you submit this audition packet and it took almost four months before I had a phone interview. Oh my word, you had to wait that long yes, to see? it Ugh. was so nerve-wracking. Yeah. I kept thinking like, maybe they're not even gonna give me a phone interview. It was really scary. Yeah. Um, and finally, I got a phone interview. Two days later, they called me and said I was accepted and that four weeks from that, I would start like the training process in Tampa, wow. Florida. Yeah. So what was the goal? What did you have in mind? Are you Were you going into this just to be like, okay, I just want to get these certifications. It's going to just qualify me. Like, I'm going to seem so much more qualified. Or right. are you wanting to go out and to teach Redken everywhere? What was your so, goal with this? I, when I went to college before beauty school, I always thought being in education somehow would be really cool. Um, so then when I got to see the Redken educator when I was here at Tennessee School of Beauty, I thought, well, that's a way of combining the beauty industry with education. So as I started doing more continuing ed with Redken over the years and seeing what Redken artists did, I thought that would be really fun to do in conjunction with working behind the chair. Um, so as a Redken artist, you teach continuing ed classes to uh, stylists, and that can be at um, beauty supply stores or in salon. Um, and obviously, the longer you've been with them, you can kind of work your way up to doing bigger things, hair shows, uh, Redken Symposium, things like that. Yeah. Um, but initially starting out, you're doing in salon classes and in store classes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so. is goal to be at Symposium someday or where? So at heart, I'm an introvert. Okay. Like, the idea of teaching on the symposium stage is like super nerve wracking mm -hmm. because that's 10,000 people, um, a big goal would be teaching at the exchange eventually. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a much smaller setting, but like a really elevated 
level of continuing ed with the brand. Yeah. So the Redken Exchange is in New York City. Yeah, it's um, amazing. And you've been there a few times because yeah. that's where you've gotten to have some, or that's yeah. where you've had some of your training. Yeah. Um, so tell me about what New York was like. Tell me about the classes that you took to become an educator. So... We did four phases of training. Um, We actually did three of them in Tampa, Florida, and then we did one in New York. Um, Our first phase was really about how to teach this one kind of fundamental Redken class at stores. Um, After the first phase, uh, we were what you'd call a store educator, and we could teach this one class that was real basic. So we learned about facilitating classes to adults, and then we learned the material for the one class. Um, Our second phase heavily focused on facilitation and just how to engage adult learners, um, just working with different personalities in a classroom and honing our skills like the way that Redken wants you to teach. There are kind of specific things, formats that they like for all their classes. Mm -hmm. Um, Our third phase was focused really heavily on color. Uh, A lot of deep diving into the things that we learned about uh, with the Redken hair color certification um, and some other things that we would be teaching in other classes down the road. And then the last phase in New York was focused more on styling. So we can teach classes on like blow dry boot camps um, and then just about like product knowledge and things like that too. And all four phases were each four to five full days of training. Wow. So there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to learn to get this. And then you'll continue kind of growing as you want to move up. You can add on to go a little higher above the levels if you, if you choose to do that. But I'm sure the salon owner, um, I'm sure Amanda loves that you, that she has somebody in her salon that can do this. So it is beneficial to the salon as well to have an educator in the, um, in the salon because you're able to show what you're learning um, and able to have those classes kind of there a little bit too. So I'm sure that that's really helpful. One thing that really exciting about it too it sounds silly but we get an artist box every month and a lot of times it's new products or colors that haven't come out yet and so I can get those and play with them Amanda can see what they're like um and then we can kind of know what they're like before they come out for all stylists to be able to purchase them and I just love having new things and like learning all about them so it's super exciting that's great so how did your um clients um do they know anything about this have you told them what you're doing do they even care at all that you're getting this education yeah like a lot of them are super super into it there's some who are probably kind of like oh that's cool you know whatever but a lot of them um are really interested in what it is, what I'm doing, where I'm teaching classes, things like that. Every time I go for um, a training or anything like that, they're always really curious about what did you learn? What does it entail? Uh, For the most part, I think they've all been super supportive. I think occasionally sometimes clients may be like, well, are you still going to have time for me? (laughs) But I still work in the salon uh, about 25 hours a week, um, part-time, and then on the weekends, it's when I'm most likely to be teaching classes. Okay, so yeah. I didn't realize that you had cut back, mm-hmm. um, or that that would be a requirement for you to kind of step out a little bit of the salon. You don't have to. A lot of my peers that I went through my training with still work really, really full-time. Yeah. Um, I personally was only working... About 32 hours a week before that. Okay. Not a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, But for me, I wanted to have a little bit more like life balance too, in addition to doing two separate jobs. Yeah. So I decided to cut my hours back a little bit, but it's been, I mean, 
it's been great. I yeah. still, I stay really busy most of the time and I feel like I can still make really good money in the salon in addition to what I do with Redken. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really cool because it is one thing about the industry that is so nice and we tell moms this a lot, but like yeah. that flexible schedule that you're able to actually kind of make it um, what you need it to be. If, if something right. happens and you're getting extra training, I mean, you can always adjust it and change, yeah. you know, what, what is there. So I think that that's really important. A perfect example of that in a few weeks, I am teaching a class in Michigan. It's really random, but I'm flying back really late one night and I have to work the next morning and I have a handful of clients scheduled, but I know that, you know, I can ask Amanda, Hey, can I just like scoot them a little later in the day if they're good with that? And she's okay with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, she's willing to kind of work around things that I need to do with Redken. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really helpful. I'm sure. sure. So, um, I wanted to ask you who's inspiring you right now. Who are you watching? Um, what's keeping you going in this? So a lot, honestly, a lot of the people that I went through my Redken training with are, like huge inspiration for me. Um, I went through my training with a group of about 60 people from all over the US and they are like incredible stylists and the content they put out on social media and like the things they do, like I learned so much just from them. Um, They're huge, huge inspirations. I there's tons of Redken artists who I love and follow. Uh, one in particular who always puts out great content is Blake Reed Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, there. This is such a random one too. It's kind of specific to Redken, but there's a guy from the UK who his Instagram page is called Craig's World of Hair, and he does really like creative and innovative formulation using Redken color, and it's really fun to like learn from the things that he puts out on social media too. Yeah, yeah. it just continues that salon family. I think stylists yeah. like I don't know if it's just like loving hard or what it is, but yeah. it's no matter what setting you're in, you can even just be like in a random class with somebody at a supply store, and those connections are always made. Yeah. It's like no matter who you're around, you're gonna stay close with them um, throughout career and I think social media obviously has helped all of us with that too to stay in touch but I do think that there is something special that happens Um, and even at hair shows and stuff you end up meeting people and just like staying connected in this little world that we're in so I think it's really cool. One of the things I really love about the classes that I teach are I always try to tell the stylists to connect with me on social media if they have any questions like after the fact and I like to follow them too and I tell them I'm like I can learn stuff from you too just because I'm up here teaching the class doesn't mean that you don't have valuable information that I don't know either. Mm -hmm. So I love to, in classes, get them to engage with formulation or techniques I technique ideas that they use and then also I'm an open book like they can contact me anytime like with questions and stuff after the fact yeah. and a lot of times they do and it's great and then I love to see the work that they post yeah like using techniques or things that they learned in my classes that's really cool it's really yeah. awesome because you get that gratification and you're like oh no I taught them that or yeah. oh, I showed them that or yeah. whatever I think that's really cool yeah um what advice do you have for beauty school students if somebody's in beauty school right now that's watching the show what can you tell them Take any opportunity you can to do continuing education. Um, Even in school, there's classes available um, at Salon Centric or State Beauty Supply, if that's your supplier. Like, you can take continuing education um, in so many ways, and it's such a good idea to do that before you even graduate, honestly. Um, And then when you're in the industry doing continuing education, uh, Tennessee's a state that doesn't require continuing education hours to maintain our license, which 
blows me away because I've had people in my classes before who have come and said they've been doing hair like eight or nine years and have never taken a continuing class since beauty wow. school. And that's huge to me. I'm like, our industry changes so much. There's so much information you can learn continually throughout. So yeah. I think that's a big deal. I think you're just holding yourself back if you aren't taking advantage of those opportunities yeah. that are there because this is um, an environment where it's just constant. There's always an opportunity for growth and, like yeah, you said, sure. learning more. So not giving up on that I think is really important. Yeah. So where can we follow you? Where can we see what you're doing to support um, and watching where you're traveling to all these classes? So my Instagram is Maureen Criswell Hair. And then I have a Facebook page that is called Maureen Criswell Redkin Artist. And I like to post um, before and after pictures, um, tips, formulation ideas, all sorts of different stuff. I post things, pictures of my dogs too. Like oh, fun. Stuff like that. Yeah, we love that. So it's not just hair. Um, but that's where I post about like classes I attend or teach or things like that too. Awesome. Well, yeah. we will be sure to follow you and awesome. thank you guys so much for being with us. Yeah. Um, thank you for watching and make sure that you are subscribing on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. Um, you can listen to this in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, so make sure you're following us to see what's coming up next and we will see you next time guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.